Praise the Lord. You are listening to a word from the Lord, a radio and internet ministry of the Refuge Temple Church of Burlington, North Carolina. Refuge Temple Church is located in the heart of Burlington, NC at 152 North Main Street. Our pastor is Bishop Reginald J. Davis. Refuge Temple Church is a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, multicultural ministry ordained by Jesus Christ to serve him, his kingdom, and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God. Bless you. Heaven smile upon you. Open your Bibles with me for just a moment to the book of First Peter. We have been unpacking this text for a while. I want to try to finish it today. First Peter chapter number 2, verse number 9. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 9. And there you will find these words recorded. Share this with a friend if you're watching online. Share today's service with somebody that you know needs to hear a word and needs to be blessed today. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. We're going to continue the thought identity check. Just ask somebody, do you know who you are? God bless you. Be seated. Identity check. We've been talking from this text for a few days, trying to understand the reality that we are the people of God. And there is this season is challenging. And the one thing that you can sometimes lose in a challenging season is your identity. Satan wants more than anything else to take from you the reality of who you are. He wants to take from you the um, essence of your spirit, your personality, and more importantly, your spiritual identification. You know, I, I believe in and, and I encourage everyone in this season that if you're out in public and you're, you're among people that you should wear a mask. If you look around this sanctuary, all of us are masked. And the only problem with the mask is sometimes you can't identify the people you're talking to because we're so used to seeing the whole face, the eyes, the nose, the mouth. You can see somebody you know and not realize it's them because they're masked. And that's a safety precaution, and we urge everyone to continue to do that. But there is a part of you that should never be masked, and that is your spiritual identity. Come on, somebody. I need Jesus to be seen in me no matter what state I'm in, no matter what place I find myself, no matter what situation I discover myself to be in. I need Jesus to be evident in my life. And, and, and I'm going to say this. This is not 
the first time that people have worn masks. Come on here, somebody. That'll, that'll hit you on the way home. This is not the first time that people have worn masks. There, there are a lot of people that hide the true reality of themselves. We, they hide the true essence of who they are and what they're supposed to be and who they're supposed to be. They hide it in the world. They hide it with the ungodliness. But when you understand that I was made by God, hallelujah, to be like him. I was designed by God to be his son. And the Lord wants me to be who he made me to be no matter where I am. One of the things the Lord is tired of are situational believers. Lord, help me preach this. Believers that are saved in the church, but don't catch them outside the church. Godly in the house, worshipers, praisers, hallelujah, love God while they're in the four walls of this church. But when they leave the sanctuary, they suddenly become somewhere else, someone else. And, and, and they taught me years ago that if you are truly saved, it's going to be evident everywhere that you go. How many of us have been out in public and hardly just minding our business, doing what we do, shopping, working, and somebody say, there's something about you. Hallelujah, there's something about you. And, and, and they'll sometimes ask you, do you go to church? And, you know, we'll say, yeah, I go to church. And, or are you a Christian? They'll say, yeah, and you'll say, yes, I'm a Christian. Because I believe if the Lord is real in your life, it is hard to hide. Come on, somebody. If God is evident in your life, it is hard to hide. And if, oh God, you're hiding your walk with God, if you're hiding your identification, do you really have the identification? Because there are people that because we make holiness look good, they want to be holy. Come on, somebody. Because we make, you ever have somebody that just makes stuff look good? They, they're an athlete and they make basketball look so good. You want to play basketball, so you put on your shorts with your ashy knees and go out there on the court and you don't have any skills. Come on, somebody. But they just made it look so good that you wanted to do it. Ever had somebody cook and make cooking look so good you, you tried to make the same dish at home and yours didn't look like what you saw in the recipe book or what you saw on the cooking show because that you just can't have, oh God, the form of it. You've got to have the substance of it. And you just can't have the form of God. You have to have the substance of God. I cannot be, oh God, saved and not have in me the stuff that makes me saved. Oh, okay, okay, one person got that. I cannot be saved and not have the stuff in me that makes me saved. Something has to be in me that has been transformed by the power and the presence of the Holy Ghost. And, and I need to say that because we are living in very critical times. And I, I know we've endured for the last eight months and we have come through and we're still shouting and praising God. But what, and, and, and I'm not trying to be pessimistic, I'm just trying to be real. What if this season goes on another eight months? Okay, don't, don't come on, follow me now. What if this season goes on into 2021? into 2020, because some of y'all are saying, well, 2020 is going to be the end. I can't tell you 2020 is going to be the end of this. This might follow us into 2021, and it's going to be more important then than now that the church takes its place as the people of God. 
Somebody's looking for hope. Somebody's looking for solace. Somebody's looking for deliverance. And that's why we can't go into hiding. Yes, we're going to be safe. And yes, we're going to wear masks. And yes, we're going to reduce our numbers. But if you have to minister, oh God, from your bedroom, you have to be on the front line sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and living the life that even in the midst of this season, Jesus Christ is still the answer. Somebody testify with me right now. Jesus Christ is still a Savior. Jesus Christ is still a deliverer. And we are the evidence that Jesus Christ is real. Peter is talking to a church that is about to endure severe persecution. He's talking to a church that many of them are going to find themselves imprisoned or executed for their testimony. He's talking to a church that's going to find themselves as enemies of the state because Nero blames Christians for every problem that Rome is facing. And so he writes to them that no matter what you face, don't give up who you are. Oh, hallelujah. No matter what you have to deal with, please don't give up. Oh, God, I'm talking to somebody in here. Oh, God, because yes, the Lord is blessing us, but some of us are facing some challenges. And the Holy Ghost needs you to know that no matter what you have to face, you cannot give up, oh, God, who you are. Oh, God, you cannot give up your identity. Oh, God, there's something to be said for somebody that comes through affliction, that comes through a trial, that comes through a test still testifying that I know Jesus Christ I need somebody in here that has been through some things and maybe you have cried in this season but you still know that God is real come on make the devil a liar give God the best praise you can give him right now because the enemy said I would silence you in this season I would put so much on you I would put you through so many changes that you would stop being the blood washed believer that you are but I'm so glad saints that the devil is a liar oh God somebody in here is yet standing for Jesus somebody in this church is still identified with Jesus Christ let the redeemed of the Lord say so oh come on open your mouth right now give God the glory because I'm still part of his body so even in the stress of the moment hallelujah I have to identify who I am and what I'm supposed to be. And there are some times, and, and, and I'll be honest, I've been through some days when I wondered if I was doing the right thing. Anybody been there? Come on, somebody. Trying to live holy and still catching the devil. Trying to live for God and still having people attack you. Trying to do the will of God and still having afflictions. But I came to remind us today and I'm almost done, really, of who we really are. Oh, come on, just call to somebody across the aisle and say, do you know who you are? Oh, God, Peter puts it like this, that you are a chosen generation. Oh, hallelujah. That, that, that word chosen, I think, is always special. And I don't know how you feel about it, but if you ever had to choose up sides, anybody ever played with your friends and they had to choose up sides for baseball or basketball, so they line everybody up and they get two captains and they start calling out who they want. And they always called out the most athletic, the tallest, the strongest, the fastest. And, and, and I was short. Come on, somebody. And I wasn't athletic, so I was always picked last. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Oh, God, I, they, they didn't pick me for their teams because they knew I didn't know 
know how to play basketball and I could hit a softball and I could run, but I know what it's like to wait for somebody to choose you. And that's why when Jesus chose me, oh God, it meant the world to me because he didn't choose me because I was the best. He didn't choose me because I was the greatest. He didn't choose me because I was the smartest. He chose me because he loved me. Oh, hallelujah. And I remember standing with my friends and my cousin, oh God, who loved me, would say, come on, Reg, you can be on my team. Just stand in the back and don't do nothing. Oh God, and we'll win the game. And I'll stand on the side just to be on the winning side. But I came to testify that the greatest decision, oh, that blessed me the most was when Jesus chose me. Despite my sin, despite my hangups, despite my imperfections, he looked beyond all of my faults and saw my needs. I need somebody in here that knows it was the choice of God that you be here right now. Oh God, it wasn't because you were worthy and it wasn't because you were great and it wasn't because you had something to offer, but the Lord had mercy on you and chose you. I wish a chosen person would just open their mouth right now and shout hallelujah. Oh my God, I'm elect. Oh my God, I'm a chosen generation and that right phrase generation means a unity of spiritual origin and a unity of kindred in a distinct class. I don't know why saints fight each other like we do. I don't know why saints, oh God, hate on each other like we do because we've been chosen, oh God, as a generation. You weren't chosen in isolation, but you were chosen in generation. So I can't look down on anybody because if I'm chosen, you're chosen. If I'm elected, you're elected. If I've been identified, you've been identified. And God give us the spirit to welcome each other into the family of God. To stop picking on each other. Y'all ain't saying nothing. To stop harassing each other. To stop lying on each other. And realize by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Shout hallelujah. Oh God, and before you tell that lie that we tell in church, y'all heard, ever heard this lie in church? I thank God because he saw something in me. I'm preaching hard right now. I thank God he saw something in me. Let me tell you what the Lord told Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 6. He said, for thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God have chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all the people that are on the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you nor choose you because ye were more in number than any other people. For ye were the fewest of all people. He said, Israel, I didn't pick you because you were the best. You were the least. But God takes the things that other people despise and puts his presence on them and makes something out of them. Anybody want to be honest on communion Sunday and say before the Lord say, me I was nothing but when he put life in me when he put power in me when he put the Holy Ghost in me he made 
made my nothing into a miracle. Somebody be honest in church today. You were a straight up mess when the Lord saved you. Didn't even love yourself. Didn't even care for yourself. But when the Lord set his love, oh God, on you, he made something out of you. And why you sit here and act like you got yourself here, I don't know. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, the enemy would have swallowed me up. Is there a grateful person in Refuge Temple that will open their mouth? Is there a grateful person watching online that will give God the glory? Because he chose. Oh God, he chose you. Let me finish. My time is up. You're a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. And that phrase intrigued me, Trail, because it said that we were royal, but we were servants. Come on, somebody. Because priests are nothing but servants. Oh, God, God deliver us from these celebrity preachers that think that it's all about them. But if you've been chosen for the priesthood, you've been chosen to serve. But there's something special about being a royal priest. Oh, God, that puts you in the line of Melchizedek, who was the king of Salem and the prince of Salem, who the Bible says was a type of Christ that had no beginning of years, no ending of days. Oh, God, he was royalty. And I need the believers to realize because we've been adopted into this great salvation, we've become royalty. Oh, my God. Stop letting the devil punk you into looking like nobody and acting like nobody and talking like nobody. Oh, God, when the king adopted me, that made me royalty. When the king chose me, I knew I didn't matter too much. But when he put his love on me, he put royalty on me. So I can't live like anything. And I can't act like anything. I can't be a fool because I'm royalty. I can't be a whore because I'm royalty. I can't be a man whore because I'm royalty. I can't be gay because I'm royalty. I can't be a lesbian because I'm royalty. Y'all ain't hearing me. I can't be a crook. I can't be a liar because I'm royalty. And he washed me in his precious blood. He made me one of his own. I need somebody in the house to celebrate the change. Celebrate the fact that I was a wretch undone. But he made me royalty. But with royalty come responsibility. Royalty is not about entitlement. Royalty is not about you thinking that you're better than anybody else. But if God has made you royalty, he did it so you would intercede for somebody else. Because I'm not only royal, I'm a priest. And what does a priest do? He intercedes for somebody else. Can I challenge the church today to go back to prayer? Get on your face and pray for your house. Get on your face and pray for your children. Get 
on your face and pray for your parents. Get on your face. Oh God. Oh God, somebody needs to cry for the city. Somebody needs to cry for the community. Somebody needs to cry for the black men that are murdered. Oh God, by the police. Somebody needs to cry for the injustice that is in the land. And if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God said, I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin. I'll heal the land. I came to tell somebody if the church would pray, healing will come before the pharmaceuticals. If the church would pray, healing would come before the vaccine. If the church would pray, the spread will stop. If the church will pray, bodies focus start walking out of the COVID ward. If the church would pray, folk will walk out of the cancer ward. If the church would pray, folk will walk out of the insane asylum. If the church would pray, your family will find Jesus. God is waiting on the church to open his mouth and cry. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy. Oh God, just look across the aisle and say we got to pray. Look across the aisle, say we got to pray. Oh my God, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. Don't get upset if everybody can't hang with you. Don't get upset if everybody, if some people call you strange. You don't know who I am. Because you haven't been where I've been. But I've already been to the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already been baptized. I've already spoken in tongues. And I feel, I said I feel, where are the blood wash sanctified? Where are the blood wash spirit filled? Where are the blood wash delivered in the house? Somebody open your mouth and shout I'm saved. Somebody open your mouth shout I'm delivered. Somebody open your mouth shout I got the Holy Ghost. Somebody open your mouth say I'm blood washed. Somebody chosen generation royal priesthood of peculiar people that we might show forth the praises of him. Now I'm going to say this and then I'm done. There's a lie in the church that only the emotional people should praise the Lord. There's a lie in the church that only the young people should praise the Lord. There's a lie in the church that only the excited people should praise the Lord. 
but everybody in the church, y'all ain't hearing me, everybody in the church ought to praise the Lord. I'm closing. But you were chosen to give God the glory. If the Lord had thought that you would sit on him, if the Lord had thought that you would cross your legs and fold your arms, he should have left you where he found you, but he saved you so you would give him the glory. Oh, He healed your body when you should have died so you would give him the glory. He rescued your family when you should have died so you would give him the glory. He kept your mind when you almost went crazy so you would give him the glory. So I need somebody that knows you were chosen in this season, in this hour, to give God the praise, to do something. We ain't got to do the same thing, but everybody ought to do something. Praise him on the string instruments and the organs. Praise him on the cymbals. Praise him on the high sounding cymbals. Praise him with the timbre and the dance. If you ain't got rhythm, dance anyhow. If you don't know the beat, dance anyhow. But let everything, let everything that has breath, all the breathing people, take a deep breath and give God the glory. Check your pulse. Check your pulse. You know what David said? The dead can't praise you. But the living, we're the living people in here. We're the living people. Mother Carter's past 80, but I see her clapping her hands because that's what living people do. Oh, Shatana, Satana. That's what they do. Some of y'all in your 70s, some of us 20 years old and ain't doing nothing. God help you. But if you know that God's been good to you, you need to give him the glory. I'll tell you this. And then I, I got to quit because I got to serve communion and I got to christen a baby. But listen to me. The people that are going to survive this season are the people that refuse to stop giving God the glory. You ain't got to have COVID to die. You can die from a praiseless life. Y'all don't like that, but I'm going to say it anyhow. You don't have to have COVID to die. You can sit in your living room perfectly healthy, and the devil will shut you up, and your joy will die. Your peace will die. Your anointing will die. But I can be sick. I can be broke. But if I make a decision, I will bless. I will bless.
every living person do something right now. Every living person do something right now. Every living person do something right now. I shall not die, but I'm going to live and declare by this broadcast today. If you desire prayer or want more information about our church, please call us at 336-570-3664. Again, that's 336-570-3664. You can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.refugetemplenc.com. Again, that's www.refugetemplenc.com. Pastor Reginald and Lady Charity Davis and the Refuge Temple family would like to invite you to worship with us whenever you are in the Burlington area. If this ministry has blessed you, please write to us at P.O. Box 3552, Burlington, N.C., 27215. That's P.O. Box 3552, Burlington, N.C., 27215 or email us info at refugetemplenc.com. That's info at refugetemplenc.com. God bless you, and until next time, shalom, shalom.